Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Real Presence Live. We are here in uh, Virginia, Minnesota at Holy Spirit Church. I'm Ben Frost, your host for today, and I'm joined by Father Brandon Moravitz, who is co-hosting. And good morning, Father. How are you today? Not bad, Ben. Got a little deer hunting in this weekend. Vikings yeah. won yesterday, and yeah. we had some incredible masses. Uh, so, yeah, I woke up this morning with a lot of joy in my heart. Yeah, so I am with you. I was down in southern Minnesota and did a little uh, deer hunting, which we'll talk about in a, a future segment. But uh, what gorgeous, gorgeous weather. I mean, I'm sitting in my deer stand down in Rochester and it was 75 degrees. It was windy, but it was, it was warm and and just unusual. So, but it was nice to get out and, you know, I just experienced so much of God when I'm in the deer stand and just having quiet in the midst of all this noisiness. So, I mean, that was my experience. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's always good just to get together with with some brothers and be in the woods and and be able to kind of have a little bit of a mission. And uh, even though we were unsuccessful, uh, there's still a sense of just kind of that brotherhood of being together in the woods and uh, just sharing some fellowship together. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, And so, yeah, a little bit of a renewal, I would say, kind of. A little bit of a retreat-like weekend in yes. some ways for me. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. We've got a great show today. Uh, but to open us up this morning, uh, we've got an amazing guest who I'm excited to speak to. And uh, our Real Presence Radio family uh, knows well. And that's the new executive director of Real Presence Radio. And that's Mark Hallcroft. Mark, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Ben. I'm good. How about you? Oh, good. It was. It's so good to hear your voice. I mean, I haven't talked to you in a couple of years, and uh, for our listeners out there, so Mark and I both worked at a diocesan level uh, for youth ministry for uh, for many years, and were able to uh, work closely together in, in trying to further the mission of, of youth ministry. And so, I was super excited to see when your name popped up on the guest list today, and. And uh, how's everything going for you? Is the transition back to, to Fargo, uh, is that going smoothly or? Oh, it's been great. It's been great. The transition's been great. Um, you know, learning curve on the uh, Real Presence Radio front. <laughs> which has yeah. Been, yeah. That's yes. been awesome, though. Uh, good people. I, I've said a lot. <laughs> I have an amazing staff. Um, it's even funny. Like, I say it's I have an amazing staff like it's my staff. Like, it's got staff, mm, you know. Yeah. But it's uh, such a good people. Um, very supportive and encouraging. Um, you know, and you and I were talking briefly. We finally got into our home uh, a month ago. And so that just helps the family settle in, you know. The first yes. month, that was probably what was kind of craziest is you're trying to get in. You, you're getting settled in the work. You figure things figured out. Who are you going to meet? And uh, you're trying to get your calendar established, uh, let alone just establish yourself. And yet your family is still kind of, <laughs> I feel like you're floating. So our boys were kind of like, hey, um, when we get, it'd be nice to get into the home because it kind of still feels like we're on vacation. We're going to have to go back to Cincinnati. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I'm so happy to hear that, uh, that you're settling in. And, and, you know, for our listeners out there, I, I know I, I heard you on the radio a few weeks ago, but you're in, 
you're working with Real Presence Radio now, but prior to this, you have a lot of experience with youth ministry, which we're going to talk about today. But maybe just tell yeah. us a little bit about that background, that aspect of ministry in your life. Yeah, sure. Um, I have to literally tell myself for 30 seconds or less, or this will take the rest of the show. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, and of course, the youth minister in me can answer this question in 30 seconds or less. Uh, so... In a nutshell, I had a few brothers who were involved in youth ministry in California. That's what introduced me to it, so I was intrigued. Uh, I ended up serving two years with a missionary called Net Ministries, National Evangelization Teams. We've had them on the radio uh, many times, or some aspects of Net, um, and I suspect that'll come up today. After two years of serving with Net, one year in the U.S. and my second year in Canada, I felt compelled to stay in parish youth ministry, because often we would go into a parish or a school and that was like the one thing that happened in that parish or school in regards to youth evangelization for the whole year. So I wanted to be present to something that can build on what could happen on retreats. Um, and again, longer story short, through the intercession of St. Joseph and my praying specifically for his intercession, I landed at a parish uh, in St. Joseph's Moorhead where I was a youth minister there for seven years, then up to cathedral uh, in the same diocese of so the Diocese of Crooks. And then that's, that's when you and I Went into each other, um, doing some work with uh, diocesan youth ministry and and maybe even some D week interaction, discipleship yeah. week, summer retreat for net. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. Well, that's great. It's you know it's fun to listen to you talk about uh, your story and uh, how um, net national evangelization teams was involved. Uh, in your own testimony, and I know for myself and actually Father Brandon as well, like a huge part of our formation and and our being drawn into the work of evangelization also came through uh, national evangelization teams and uh, the net teams. And I'm curious, like, you know, sometimes my experience, you know, I grew up as a teenager and I did a lot of retreats and it was always like really good and I got a lot out of it. It was very edifying. But one thing I thought that was a little different with net, when I went on there, and did a whole year of service engaging the young people all throughout the country, it really lit a fire a little bit more for bringing the gospel out to those around me um, and that, that work of evangelization. And, and I'm just curious, like, how did, how did NET, like, help form you in, in that, that sense of, like, br- bringing the gospel out and evangelizing? Yeah, not, not just a youth ministry setting, but literally just as a part of who I am. Is that, is that what I'm hearing you yes, say, Ben? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, um, there's so many aspects of net that are formative and informative. You know, at least that was my experience. Um, I know for a lot of people, like the brotherhood, you know, Father Brandon, you're talking about the brotherhood yeah. from deer hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't, it, just things like that. Like you encounter a time where you go away you're with a group of guys and the immediate reference is brotherhood. Mm-hmm. You know, not just, uh, oh, it's a great time with friends, we hung out. You know, we just chilled for a little bit, you know, but it was like, no, immediate reference to brotherhood, which immediately means like it it was formative. It was uplifting (laughs) or, you know, or, (laughs) or it might break you down because you got called out, you know, Uh, whatever. So I would say for me, that was one of the biggest things I have. I'm one of 11 kids. I have six brothers, four sisters, and I'm really grateful. I really do have a, um, I think a good close relationship with a lot of my brothers, um, and even for those I'm not as close to, just for in circumstances, nothing bad per se, just reality being you know, distance or whatnot. Um, but that really shaped my entering into net a little bit easier to roll and, and grasp brotherhood, at least some things of it. 
Um, but certainly like how to be vulnerable with other men in a good way, a healthy way, uh, was a big thing. And so now, um, one of the things that did, you know, again, on the ministry front, one of my favorite things to do is to minister to, to other men, whether it's young men or other men, if I'm given that opportunity. But in general, um, just being able to talk to people, you know, <laughs> uh, a net term, uh, MGM, meet, greet, mingle. I think I could perpetually MGM, <laughs> but and, and that's something that's a, that's a real gift. Yeah. You know, you go into certain settings and you're like, what am I going to say? Well, it just became instinct. You, you can talk with people, whether it started out a small talk, but always with, um, the salvation of the soul of the person in front of you. Hmm. And I think that's probably just that intentionality. Yeah, isn't that so true, Mark? I was thinking about my net years so many, so many years ago, and I kind of came in as uh, an insecure young man trying to figure out like who the heck I was and what the heck God was calling me to. And that whole idea of just being able to have conversations with people, I remember just that insecurity when I start. And I look back and I laugh because when I got on my net team, I remember my first six months, like all I did, or maybe not six, three months, all I did was I was a trailer packer, you know, like I, was never, I wasn't in front of anybody because I was pretty insecure. And then there was something about that year where the Holy Spirit just kind of like engaged my heart and it brought something alive in me in which I now had this fire and this desire to enter into relationship with people and present the gospel and the teachings of the church. And if it wasn't for that year, I don't know if that, 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 that life that was within me would have ever been ignited, um, which has led me to 20 years of ministry in the church. Um, yeah, and I right. think that that's the same for, for Ben and you. And, 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 and for some it's net ministries, for some it's other sorts of things, but how crucial it is to make sure that that, 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 that spirit that just dwells within us is, is brought alive. Um, and net happened to be the, the tool that the Lord used for, for us three men. And, it, and, it, and, the, the Lord might use lots of different things, but I mean, maybe just speak a little bit to like in your own life, like how did, like was, was, was net a big part of that spirit coming alive in your life or, or, or what led you to that place where you had that fire to enter into relationships with people and to share that, the, the truth of Jesus Christ? Yeah, absolutely. Father Brandon. And that's it. Definitely an igniter. Yeah. yeah. But net, I mean, it, my experience with net, it was so much more than being yeah. an igniter. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like that whole, um, I think I mentioned, or you used the phrase, it formed and informed me. Yeah. You know, it gave so much opportunity, you yeah. know, um, I'm so grateful. My family life growing up, I think planted a lot of seeds mm. of good seeds, you know, being one of 11 kids, six brothers, four sisters. I remember growing up with four sisters, uh, all of them older than me, but I was, so I was closer to probably the youngest one who my freshman year was a senior. But I remember, I remember going for walks with a couple of my sisters, yeah. and I remember learning things like, "What do you not do mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> when, you're, yeah. when you're with uh, girls?" But they're yeah. your sisters, so it's like they're not girls; they're your sisters. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but so again, the community life on net—you refer to the men on your team as your brothers, and the girls on your team as your sisters. And so to really learn, like, how do you foster sisterhood? How, frankly, how do you engage in a relationship with a girl that you know? can't have any romantic lead to it and and if you do experience that that attraction uh inside cause this, this this is another very real concrete thing for me because i you know father brandon you talked about your insecurity yeah. coming in for sure for me i used to tell a lot of people there's two things that i valued in my life you know when i grew up and it was so it was really important to me because i saw it was important to my older brothers whom i looked up to and that was girls and sports those are yeah. the two things those are my security blankets 
And uh, so, you know, sports, you got to be good, you know, and you got to be excellent and try to get that D1 scholarship, whatnot. Um, and then for girls, girls are a part of the package. And, that, and I don't mean to make it sound like girls were obviously an object, but they're like, I don't mean to make it sound like that, but yeah. to some degree, that is how I looked at it. Um, and so being in a position on net for two years, and I'm, I'm convinced the Lord called me to two years because I'm slow. <laughs> I'm slow. And it's like, okay. I, you know, the visual I have is the father looking down at me like, okay, buddy, we, we need a little more time with you. <laughs> yeah. We, we're, you know, we're breaking you down in the, uh, the clay, but you're taking a little longer. <laughs> so, um, and a big part of that was um, how I interacted with women and that to have a relationship with a girl without any particular, you know, in my mind, potential gain or, you know, how do I react? How do I, how do I deal with an attraction? You know, the culture, and certainly for me at that time was, you know, if you're attracted to her, you should totally go for it. You should go for her. You should go for it. Try to, you know, go on a date with her, ask her out. Um, because that, you know, as if that was the only way that I can pursue a relationship with a girl and as if that was the only way I can get to know them, you know, and then all kinds of pressures come into the way of that. And so to just engage a relationship with these girls, just getting to know them really as your sisters. And I had a pretty good backdrop of, well, I have a good relationship with some of my sisters. Um, I had some basic idea of how to interact with them, but certainly to have a relationship with some phenomenal women through both of my years of net, um, knowing, yeah, I had attractions and I couldn't act on them. That kicked my butt, but it was a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that that's the beauty of that, that experience of, of being in an environment where you're constantly being formed over those those years with that ministries. And and you talk about attraction, and I, again, it's just the, the attraction of like daily prayer. I remember sitting and just learning like the, the, the necessity to pray every single day. You know, and I kind of had that in my life growing up in a Catholic family, but I, like my daily prayer now is very much rooted in that year. Um, and I know for Ben and I'm sure for you, that was kind of in many ways kind of where like we took a responsibility for our own personal prayer. And then the more you pray, the more you grow in that relationship with the spirit. So it's our human relationships. And then that, that intensity, um, in our personal relationship with the Lord through our daily prayer. And if you're uh, just joining us, we're speaking with Mark Hallcroft this morning. He's the executive director for Real Presence Radio. And when we come back after this break, we're going to continue this conversation about the importance of fraternity and how youth ministry can help us to achieve evangelization. Mm -hmm. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small-town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain today, we've all experienced some kind of loss, especially the death of a loved one. There's an opportunity for us to still help them, however. And I invite you to please visit our website, suicideandhope.com. If you have lost someone tragically, please enter their name 
You do not have to put their full name. You can put initials or a first name or even a nickname. But I will personally pray for each and every person whose name is entered onto that website in memorial. I will also say a mass every month for these people, imploring God's mercy upon the salvation of their soul. So there is no obligation, there is no cost. All we ask is that you bring your heart and the love that you have for your loved one to our site, list them there, and allow us to pray for them. Again, suicideandhope.com. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. It's 17 past the hour. I'm Ben Frost. I'm joined by Father Brandon Moravitz. And this morning we are speaking uh, with Mark Holcroft, who's the Executive Director of Real Presence Radio and talking about... Uh, his experiences growing up with youth ministry. We talked a bit about uh, net ministries and for the three of us, how that was very formative uh, in our lives. And we're going to continue that conversation now and I'm going to hand it over to Father Brandon. So, Yeah, you know, in the last segment we were talking about how we as men were formed um, in, in a way as young men on how to navigate through relationships in this world. And, 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 and the more we're formed, the more we live our faith. Um, and, and we're in desperate need of formation as a culture, um, and then for witnesses to um, embody the life of the church uh, to our young people, um, and especially in youth ministry. Um, there's the, the, the famous quote um, from Pope Paul VI, which I just, I, 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 I have it hung up everywhere. Um, and it's the modern man listens more willingly to witnesses than to teachers. You know, and in our modern world, people are looking for people that are authentic mm-hmm. and living the faith. Um, and it is so critical that we have that. And so, so Mark, just as, as we get started with the segment, do you want to maybe just speak to that? How, how in your experience, how being a witness has drawn people into the faith um, and how critical it is that we witness that, especially in the area of youth ministry? Absolutely. I, you know, it, we were talking about NET. And certainly there's a lot of things I took from my time with NET, even my role, uh, with, with net ministries going into youth ministry, um, and one of those things is developing a community. One of the things I found so potent about net, it wasn't like we were the polished speakers. <laughs> right. In many ways, we weren't, but we were so fired up and joy filled. And it's not just that we were past tense. That's what it fosters in you. And so when I went into parish youth ministry, one of my main goals, like yeah, I, I really desired to evangelize young people. Yeah. To just lead them to Christ. And when it came to retreats, it's like, uh, as far as the setting, put me in a retreat setting, boom, it's go time. Yeah. It took a little while to discover, and how do we do that outside of retreat setting, you know, and just developing relationships, friendships, just doing relational ministry, going onto the campus, whether it's public high school or Catholic high school, going onto the campus over lunchtime, and just going, going where they were. And that was really a big deal, because I think for a while, parachutes ministry, even if you had... Great youth nights, 
Um, and we really set up a, a paradigm of the young people are going to come to us. And then we're going to have this great formation, these great answers, these great ideas of youth nights. But really, that didn't work unless we were first going out to them. Uh, and so to be in a position and to assert yourself in a position and help create a setting that you can get in front of them where where they would hang out, what is their setting? Now, if it was up to the kids, most of them probably wouldn't want to be at school, <laughs> uh, you know, except for the you know friends, and that's where they see their friends. But to go over there where they are, whether it's, again, the campus or if it's the restaurants are hanging out, coffee shops, the games, activities, um, just genuinely indicating and showing you really are interested, not just because it's good strategy and this is where I should be, <laughs> but when you're there, really engaging them. And that's the whole, that's that perpetual MGM, talking to them, talking to their parents, um, and just developing a relationship. But if your formation and how you even get in front of young people, you know, if you're stuck at, well, we're going to spend all of our energy into planning this awesome youth night, but you're not in any conversation or relationship with them outside mm-hmm. of the youth night. Mm-hmm. They only know you as you're the confirmation director. You're the, develop, you're the the director of formation. You're the director of religious ed. You're part of that thing that my parent makes me go to. <laughs> um, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, you know. And so it really, you really, I found myself striving to do both and, you know, and to be authentic in it. Like they come to a youth night or you're going to a game and you're you're fired up. You know, I'm not saying you have to sit right in the middle of the student section. If you if you can and you're not looked at as a total weirdo, great. All right. You know, there's a priest friend of mine. He was he was an uh, associate pastor at a parish that had a Catholic high school, and he would be he'd be in the middle of it. But the students loved him, yeah. and it worked. And it wasn't. And he just he would be in there for five or ten minutes, and he'd walk out. It was awesome to see it. Uh, but otherwise, so to engage the young people where they're at, but also where you're at in your own security. You know, you mentioned that earlier, Father Brandon, again, that, that security piece. So I think how we're formed in our avenue of how we're going to evangelize, to be bold, um, but also the formation of the person, to be secure in who you are, and in particular as a son of God or a daughter of God. And that's, I think that's really, that was at the heart of, Sometimes you go into some awkward settings. And I remember going into a high school campus. This is when I lived in California. And it was, I think it was between my two years of net, maybe, or right before my first year of net. Um, and like I said, so it's, it's not that you have to do net to do these things. That was just so formative for me. But we went into a high school in California. And I went with my brother, who was a youth minister at the time. I was on his core team. And there was a group of like six guys and one girl. I only knew the girl. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is the one girl I know. And these six guys, literally two of them stepped in front of her, and they went like gangster mode. <laughs> and one of them said, you got to recognize. And I don't know what came over me, uh, other than I really hope it was the Holy Spirit. I looked at him and said, recognize what? <laughs> totally gave him attitude back. Did not know what I was doing. <laughs> Apparently, it's what was needed. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they looked back and they, I think they were kind of shocked. My brother looked at me like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and I, and then I just went in. I went literally went into the middle of them. I stuck my hand out to give him five. I had no idea who he was, and he responded. Yeah. So certainly, uh, courage, foolishness. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe some of both, but a willingness. I was comfortable enough with myself 
to go in there. Hmm. Um, and, and, and it was it was hard, you know. Uh, if I'm not secure in who I am, that's not happening. Yeah. And I can give ample stories like that that happened not in the youth night, but out there where young people are, where their families are. If I'm not comfortable with myself, if I'm not comfortable in my marriage, if I'm not comfortable in my relationship to my wife as I go to talk to other parents, um, it can really, especially even in a smaller town where everyone kind of knows everyone, you know, if you're not comfortable and secure in who you are, that can really mess with you. Yeah, and, and, and Mark, I, I'm thinking about people out there that are listening um, that have a desire to teach the faith to young people. You know, I mean, there, we have so many people in our pews that are like, Father, like we need to teach our kids the faith. And, and good-hearted people um, that maybe have small parishes and don't have big staffs. And, but, but it's so critical that, that we as priests and, and staff and, and laity that are in leadership that we form our parishioners in how to do that relational ministry and how to enter in because... It, it is a new day, you know, and some people grew Amen. up with sitting in a class and they had books and they taught, but there was no relationship and, and, and we have to engage that community. But in our parishes, we have to form our adults in a way that they know how to go to a sports game. They know how to maybe check in with a kid, you know, and to, to go to a coffee shop. And because our little staff sometimes can't do all of that, but we have to form our laity to enter in and invest in these young people. And I think that's so critical. And we've had a taste of that, but I still think that, that many of our churches still struggle with that balance on how do you build those relationships with our young people and draw them into the church through your witness. And I don't know if you want to just speak to like, how have you seen that done successfully in parishes or, or where do you see it where it's still kind of being done poorly? And if somebody's out there listening, how the heck do they even start kind of a relational youth ministry program? Um, where does that even begin? Yeah. Yeah. I would say first, know your resources. Yeah. I mean, and before even that, I mean, what's your relationship like with the Lord? And Father Brandon, you mentioned that in personal prayer earlier yeah. and how that time of personal prayer was instilled, instilled into you. Um, that's certainly true. I think there's a lot of people in parish ministry that don't have a regular prayer life. Yeah. In fact, I know that's the case. Uh, you know, in, in the era when Ben and I were both in diocesan ministry, I was often surprised by how much I saw that. But at the same time, it's just a tongue in cheek thing. I also understood the temptation because you can get so busy in, quote unquote, the Lord's work. <laughs> one of the first things to go is the prayer life, which is so dangerous, you know, because if you're not connected to the lifeline of prayer, then what are you connecting yourself to? You know, what do you what do you kind of uh, what was the word that we used earlier? I just we could have used that. That would have been great. Uh, galopple. I don't know. Uh, what are you galoppling onto? Anyway, uh, so I just I think of that. Um, so first, prayer life, and then then what are your resources? There's there's great resources out yeah, there. Yeah. You know, to name a few, you know, I think Why Disciple with Net Ministries, um, especially Father Brandon, we're talking about uh, how do you train in volunteers. Yeah. There's some excellent hands-on training and training volunteers to be relational. Um, I think of uh, Life Teen, Life Teen Youth Ministry. Uh, they have great resources on that same thing, too, forming core members. Uh, Ascension and Press does great stuff. And I'm dropping names left and right here, so, uh, you know, you're welcome to the. <laughs> but, but, but if, I, if we don't say them, then how do people know about these yeah. things? You know, yeah. and so just, and that's just to name a few yeah. um, that are really dynamic in, in helping to foster engaging relationship and asking just very simple, practical questions. Um, I think that's one of the dynamics that we experience with NET is the change that happened for the missionaries on net 
it was because the Lord just really bringing out the true self. And, you know, what does that identity look like when it's animated with the Holy Spirit? It's what's phenomenal. It's joyful. Is it still awkward at times? You bet. <laughs> um, but that's the Holy Spirit moving, using, you know, using us. So th- that's my thought, Father Brandon. Yeah. Mark, uh, just really appreciate your time this morning. And, and, uh, and for all of our listeners out there, like, invest deeply in our young people. Love them. Uh, be witnesses, not just teachers. Be witnesses informing our young generations to grow closer. So thanks, Mark, for your time this morning, and God bless you and all you're doing, okay? You're welcome. God bless you too, Ben. Great all talking right. to you guys. All right, take care. Are you striving to grow in Christian fraternity? We'll discuss this next on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Thank you.